The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one yes the matchmaking hats are back on following some super early day mma the ufc was back in singapore they brought the violence they brought some memorable moments and in the end we saw the final fight of the legendary fun career of the korean zombie thanks to a ferocious knockout from one max holloway but I am Mike Hack, and joining me as always, in a day early, thanks to Early Day MMA, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, he's the, he's the best friend, just the bestest friend in the whole wide world, he is Alexander Kaylee. Hello, AK. Hello, hello, my best friend. Still, excuse me, choked up. Still a little emotional from what we witnessed at UFC Singapore. Uh, it, was, it, was a hell of, it was a hell of a night, a night over there, a day for us. Great show, I thought. Uh, early morning MMA, always welcome, was done by like noon, noon Eastern time. Lots of mem- memorable results. A lot of uh, ranked fighters holding on to their positions. Uh, some fighters maybe finding themselves at a crossroads. You know, well, we'll see where, which direction they go in. Um, some people had good performances that didn't maybe raise their stock that much. Some people had, you know, not so bad performances, but that still kind of dinged their. Uh, their stock as it were so but yep a strong preliminary card as well mike i'm I'm really excited to talk about this card and the matchmaking felt mostly straightforward yeah i would agree with that for the most part there's one fight where there's potential bumps in the road and we'll get to that in a moment but one thing i want to say real quick um because as we record this we wrapped up our live post fight show probably like an hour or so ago maybe an hour and 15 minutes ago 
And some of you out there are just wonderful viewers and listeners to our shows, and, and you're very positive. But man, some of y'all grumps. Some of you are grumps. The comments that I saw, oh, you you guys are celebrating Korean Zombie because he got faceplant KO'd by Max Holloway. You guys, I understand you're newer fans, and this is probably the first time you've ever seen the Korean Zombie fight. Do yourself a favor. Before you say stupid shit, why don't you go back into the archives and watch Korean zombie fights? Go watch the Dustin Poirier fight. Go watch the Leonard Garcia fights. Go watch the Dennis Bermudez knockout. Go watch some of the highlights of his wonderful career. And then come back and say the bullshit. If you truly mean it. And then you're just going to look foolish anyway. So stop being so grumpy out there. Stop being so grumpy. Just because just cause Zombie lost and he went out on his shield, like that's the way he was supposed to go out. Stop being grumps. Mike, right? these, aren't, these aren't real people. These, these aren't, aren't real people. people. We know they're not real fans, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're also yeah. not real people. But Probably yeah. not. But I just wanted to say that. Good. Stop being so grumpy. Um, just, you know, be a little less, I don't know, grumpy. I'll just, I'll just stick with grumpy. Just don't. think. Just try to have some perspective. Try to think about what we're really saying. It's not. It's not even. I don't even think. I'm trying to think about what we said on the post fight show, Mike, and I don't know any tweets we might have made. You know, anyone in the staff, and I don't see how you could like misconstrue. Yeah, our celebration like... of this moment of like, oh, we were so happy to see Korean Zombie get his block knocked off. Like, what? What are you guys? Come on now. No, I think they were just like downplaying who he was as a fighter. That he's a bum, and that we were oh, like, oh, upsetting. he was so good. Yeah, that's that's, that's how I interpreted. Yeah, now that's how personal. I interpreted all of this. Yeah. So stop being grumps. Um, let's get into this. Unfortunately, it was we will not be matchmaking for the Korean Zombie because he went out the way he wanted to. He is no longer going to be competing inside the octagon or any cage at this point because he got knocked up by Max Holloway in a super fun fight. Third round, Zombie came out and said, you know what? Either you're going down or I'm going down, and I'm cool with either. Max Holloway lands the big punch, knocks out Zombie, and now he moves on. He obviously fought with a very heavy heart. I'm just going to go first on this one, AK, because we literally talked about Max Holloway last week on the show following UFC 292, and I'm sticking with it. Even though I don't feel as confident about it as I may have felt a week ago, I still feel like this is the fight that should happen. If Max Holloway is staying at 145 pounds, and I do believe he'll stick around for one more, it's Aljamain Sterling. There is no other fight that makes sense at 145. Him fighting Mavzar of Loyev makes no sense. I saw some people say, oh, just cancel the Ilya Taporia Volkanovsky title fight and just do Max versus Ilya. It was a terrible idea back then after Ilya Taporia beat Josh Emmett. It's an even worse idea now. So stop putting that out into the universe right now and let Ilya fight for the belt. Max Holloway does not need to be at 145, but if there is one more fight for him, it is the former Bantamweight champion of the world, Aljamain Sterling. AK, what's next for Max Holloway in your eyes? And anyone suggesting this Ilya Max Holloway thing. Okay, these aren't real people. I want to know, <laughs> I thought Elon Musk was supposed to get rid of all the bots. I thought he got rid of because these are bots. These aren't these aren't real people with logical thoughts who think that's a good idea, uh, who want to see Ilya. Like I want to see. I don't mind seeing Ilya fight Max someday. We said this about so many 
Max Holloway opponents were like, I don't mind them fighting Max Holloway someday. But, uh, you know, at the point where they're in their careers, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's kind of silly to hear. Uh, you've, you've been beating that Aljo drum since last week. So, I, Mike, again, I'm, I don't know. I think you know, not just myself, you're my best friend. Myself and a lot of the staff, we're kind of not with you on this one. A lot of us are, we see where your head is at, but we're not quite with you. Uh, as far as this being like the best possible option for Aljo, if you're Max Holloway, you jump on that in a second. I mean, yeah, that's that's a big name. It's a probably winnable fight. Um, and I don't know, you just stay busy because that's what Max wants to do. I don't know. We know he's in title limbo because as long as Volkanovski's around, but I imagine he's fairly well compensated for a former champion, and he just wants to stay busy and keep take, get, keep taking good fights. Like he gained nothing from beating Zombie other than you know the honor of being uh, his last fight, and also just you know he's. He enjoys fighting. He enjoys fighting. He enjoys getting paid for it. So, uh, with that somewhat in mind, I'll go with a I'll, I'll I'll go with a name that we have called for so many times. This is if he goes up to one fifty five, I want to see him fight Justin Gaethje. This is what this is just a a bucket list fight. I don't know if it'll ever happen. I know Gaethje probably just thinking I'm going to get that title shot of lightweight. That's it. I'm waiting for that. Um, whenever that option comes around, but I I don't think he's guaranteed anything. No one is in this crazy business. And if he has to take another fight and he wants a big name. Max Holloway would be fantastic, and what a magnificent legacy fight for both of them. Anyone who has listened to the show longer than a year knows that that is my dream fight. It's just not possible right now, because Justin Gaethje ain't fighting anybody else unless it's for the undisputed lightweight title. Interim title will not do. It has to be for the undisputed title. But if he loses to Makachev for Oliveira, then we can certainly pivot back to the Holloway fight, and I'm totally cool with that. Here's the thing about Aljamain Sterling, and I thought about this the other day. If Aljamain Sterling doesn't go up and take this fight, he's going to have to fight Umar Namagamadoff, and that ain't good because the UFC ain't giving him the rematch. The only other fight they would offer him just to be assholes about it is Marab, and neither of them are going to take that fight. So it's either you stay at 35 and you fight Umar, or you go up to 45 and you fight Max with a chance to fight Vol. kind of feel like it's a no-brainer to me, and Max ain't going to say no to any fight at this point, so... Aljo really uh, should just won that fight. Yeah, he probably that should. That would have solved a lot. Of, that's really this is my advice. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not calling myself a you know sports uh, manager or anything, but uh, boy, he really should just won that fight. Yes, to save himself a lot of tr- headaches because I, should, we don't know what he's going to do now. You should be a head coach. You should open Thank a gym, you. AK. Thank you. You should. Let's move on to the co-main event. A fight we're probably not going to watch again unless we want to kind of have a lesson on how to just throw a fight away. Anthony Smith. Defeats Ryan Spann for the second time. Splitty. Not a lot of people thought Anthony won that fight, but in the end, you you can't just let a guy come back when you have him badly hurt and beaten. And like I said on Twitter, I think Ryan Spann is going to go back and watch that the, the second half of that fight and be like, that was really, really bad. So, But Anthony Smith gets it done. He's got a little more mileage left in the old... The old truck, AK, what's next for Lionheart after UFC Singapore? Uh, all credit in the world I, 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 uh, to Anthony Smith. I harped on Ryan Spann's performance a lot. Just talking about things I'm still not over. I'm not over the zombie retirement. I'm still not over how infuriating it was that Spann did not finish that fight in the second and did not pull away in the third to guarantee himself a win. Just uh, bad scenes. But uh, credit to uh, Anthony Smith. He's so tough. He's so tough. He hung in there. He... I, I don't think he won the fight in the traditional sense of the word, but based on the MMA scoring system, 
he did enough to avoid a loss. That's for damn sure. So uh, that goes as a as a W two and O against Ryan Spann now. So uh, Mike, luckily for me, I was prepared for the situation because I had called for the winner of this fight to fight another light heavyweight, uh, top five light heavyweight recently. After uh, Jan Blachowicz lost to Alex Pereira, I said, I called it. I said, Anthony Smith, after he beats Brian Spann again. Uh, I wish I had remembered that before I made my predictions, because on Friday I changed my pick to Brian Spann. But I'm already set. Mike set in stone. Jan Blachowicz, Anthony Smith, both guys are kind of in a weird spot right now. Uh, both are veterans. And this could ease, this is a, this has, not Apex, I hope, but some sort of fight night headliner all over it. I don't hate it. There's history there. They try to make this fight, I think, a time or two. I'm just, I can't do it. I, I can't. I, I'm, if Anthony wants to continue to fight, I, I'm fine with it. If he wants to fight like the Ryan Spans of the world, he wants to fight the back end of the top 15 or like top 25 guys, I'm okay with that. I certainly don't want to see him go up there into the top five, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. Luckily, I had a matchup made for one Chris Dacus, but apparently he is no longer on the UFC roster. I'm told he wasn't like outright released, but he perhaps fought out the end of his deal. I know UFC roster watch put his name out, out there. So because of that, even though I'm not, I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know if there's any true validity to this, uh, but at least it's given me an excuse to pivot. So the fight I'm going to make is, a matchup between two guys who, on any other day, with any other feeling, could have both beaten John Jones for the light heavyweight title. Anthony Smith could have just taken the DQ and become the light heavyweight champion. Let's throw him in there with the guy who many believe actually defeated John Jones in a fist fight for the light heavyweight title. A man who has not won since or even looked good since. Let's do Anthony Smith versus Dominic Reyes, A.K. Let's do Anthony Smith versus Dominic Reyes. Because I don't feel like... I don't feel like we'll be heartbroken by this one. I just think like two dudes are going to scrap and get after it, and it's going to be fun. And Dominic Reyes ain't going to be able to really like ether Anthony Smith. And I don't know if Anthony's got the pop to really ether Dominic Reyes. Could he finish Dominic Reyes? Sure. But I don't think he's going to like brutally knock him out like Ryan Spann did. I think it would just be like a rear naked choke or something. Something would be like all right, you're just going to take a nice little nap, but you're not going to get really hurt. I feel like this is just a, this is just a good fight for both guys, and I feel like it's one where we're just like, all right, this is cool, but no one, none of our hearts are going to really shatter here. You know what I mean? And I feel like we could feel that with either of these guys fighting anybody else in this division. That is a strange fight. Like, I'm looking at it. It just looks weird. Dominic Reyes, 0-3 <laughs> since the John Jones loss, so really four straight losses. Neither guy really close to title contention probably yeah. won't get there ever again. They certainly have a name. They have the John Jones up opponent pedigree, of course. Because if Anthony beats Jan Blachowicz, like if he somehow gets another like split decision, like they're gonna throw him in there with like Yuri Prohashka and or Alex Pereira. Do we want to see that? AK, do we really that's want that? That's what he that? wants. He's. I don't think he's counting himself out, and that's what he wants. That's what he. It's not about what we want. It's what Anthony Smith wants. Um, I'm also trying to envision like how the fight with Dominic Reyes would go. You're right. I I don't think either guy starts the other like with some huge shot in the first round. I I could see someone getting finished though. I mean, it's, oh, it's almost definitely getting finished. Say, I don't think it's going to a decision. I just don't know how how it plays out exactly. 
See? It's a weird one. That's a weird you're you're you've got a kind of a twisted mind sometimes, my best friend. <laughs> a little twisted. <laughs> oh man. Kind of like Giga Chikadze's post fight promo, aka wow. we got, there were twists and turns. Seemed like he was getting really reflective on things, this long road to recovery, the long road since Calvin Cater just battered him all over the octagon for 25 minutes, but the long road led to this fight with Alex Caceres, who was quietly amassing one of the more impressive runs at 145 pounds. Giga Kadze sweeps the cards, 30-27 across the board. Giga throws a big hard kick. Caceres blocks it, shatters his forearm. So to Caceres' credit, basically fought one of the best strikers in the division with one arm. and. Giga Chikadze did the damn thing, got it, got it done. Now, I will say this. I wasn't overly impressed with this performance. It was fine. You got to knock the rust off and you got to get a win. But I didn't come through this saying, hey, this guy's back and he's about to make a title run. He called out Yair Rodriguez. I think there is negative 5% chance that fight happens at this point. I feel like that's a terrible stylistic matchup for Giga Chikadze right now at this point in his career. And I feel like Yair Rodriguez, that is a gigantic step back after fighting, after losing the interim title and fighting Alexander Volkanovsky in a fight to unify the belt. So I'm just going to kind of keep Giga where he's at. And there's a fight coming up September 23rd. I have a feeling we're going to be going back to this date multiple times on this program. But Giga Chikadze versus the winner of Danny Gay versus Bryce Mitchell. On September 23rd, I kind of feel like Danny Gay is going to win that fight. Giga versus Danny Gay just seems like the perfect fight. Cue the music. Uh-oh. One. Cue the music. Two. Three. Friends, Friends forever. forever. I, I thought it. you were going to do a one, two, one, two, three, four thing. That was my mistake. Oh, no, who does just, just I... one, two, three, go? We just get we just get to it. I'm from Massachusetts. We, no, we you don't do mess a around one here. and a two and a three and a four and a, and then you bring in the horn. Uh, I didn't know we were doing this whole I thing. Know. I didn't know we were <laughs> playing a piano bar. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, that's the logical matchup. Um, like I said, Giga, good for him. Got the win enough to hold on to his spot. Of course, not enough to move him up. Uh, he just again, I, I updated my rankings, my personal rankings, just before we did the show. And yeah, no, no, no movement either way. Um, there's good names ahead of him. Uh, Ike and Mitchell. I have him ranked above both them for now, probably just based on the past success he's had. But uh, so yeah, it'd be good for one of them to have a chance to get his spot. And again, for us to get a, a real better gauge of where Ike is, because I'm, I know he's older. It's not like we can say like, oh, you know, he's still developing, which he is in some ways. But there's not going to be. I don't think there's going to be any, any major huge jumps in his um, skill and progression from now on. Uh, but I do think again. Caceres, credit to him, very tough opponent. Coming back from 600 days, it's going to throw you off a little bit. So I think the best of Giga could still be to come, whether he becomes a top five guy or not. And uh, and putting him up against Ige or Bryce Mitchell would definitely help me to figure out exactly how much he does have left because uh, both those guys would be a uh, very difficult challenge for him. Yeah. And let me just let me just look at the UFC rankings because my initial thought coming out of this performance, and it like again, like again, I wasn't like, oh, this guy stinks or anything like that. Uh, but I was just like, eh, you come back, you want to like make your presence felt in a super deep division with a lot of up-and-comers. I figured going out and winning a competitive decision against a guy with one arm is probably not the way to do it. 
And I have both Danny Gay and Bryce Mitchell ranked above Giga Chikadze. My initial one was I was going to give him an unranked guy in the UFC, Lerone Murphy. I was about to pivot all together and give him Lerone, but I was like, eh, I don't want to downgrade him too much after the layoff and coming off of a win. So I ended up settling on the, the Ige fight's like perfect. Like that's just perfect right there. Win or lose Ige, I kind of like, but if Ige beats Bryce, Bryce Mitchell, work makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that either way. Yeah. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Let's go to the Bantamweight division, AK. We got another one. We got another Bantamweight just climbing the ladder and is super fun and exciting. Rinya just put it on. Fernie Garcia, the unfinishable Fernie Garcia. Rinya Nakamura, 8-0 now, AK. This guy is really, really good. Tremendous grappling. He's got knockout power. This guy could be a very exciting prospect at 135 for a long time. I'm curious where you went with this one. I was so tempted to go top 25 with this guy. He's an absolute stud, incredible uh, international amateur wrestling background, just super legit. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I could could have gone as high as top 25. I did the opposite. I defaulted to what I normally do, which is like, I need to see you go, you know, 3-0 and in the UFC before I really give you a big step up. So I play, I'm playing it super safe here. I'm going with Ricky Tercios. Pretty Ricky. Ricky Tercios. Ricky Tercios. Pretty Ricky. He hasn't fought in a while. Not sure what's up with him. 
Nakamura would be a huge favorite, as he was on this card. I think the biggest favorite on the card. I know he was minus 800, minus 850 or something, depending where you look. I think he was minus 9 by the time the minus fight Minus 9. Started. Okay, so definitely bigger than Holloway. And and for a good reason. I, the, 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 um, if you're not going to slow roll him, I would understand that as well. He's 28 years old, so he's in his prime. He, again, he has a pretty extensive amateur wrestling background, so it's not like... It's not like he's this uh, incredibly young prospect, despite the fact that he has only eight pro fights. He's in his prime right now, so theoretically, you could be putting him up against better competition. Again, let me see three and zero. Maybe he gets a quick turnaround. That'd be nice. Maybe he turns around, you know, normal within the next two or three months. And twenty twenty four is when we can see him. Sort of, um, he can open up, you know, the new year with uh, with a more well known, more accomplished opponent. But I'm okay with just sticking with, you know, different throwing different looks at him and seeing just how you know getting a better idea of just how high this this guy can go i'm going back to september 23rd at the apex which like the more i look at this card there's there's like more more interesting storyline potential on this apex card than there is for ufc 293's main card which is wild to even think about but there is a bantamweight fight coming up a very fascinating one for a number of reasons Miles Johns fighting Daniel Argetta, September 23rd. Rinya versus the winner of that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I think that's kind of like top 30 to 37 range. So I think that's like a good spot to put him. I, if you want to throw him in there against top 25 guy, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Cause I think he can hang with all, a lot of those guys. Like if you threw him in there with like Mario Batista, I wouldn't do it, but. I would have to think about that one a little bit. That's probably too big of a step up, but if Rinya beat him, it wouldn't surprise me. So I think a nice little step up, Miles Johns, Daniel Argetta, two dangerous guys who have looked pretty good at times and sometimes not spectacular. I think it's a good fight. So September 23rd is going to have a lot of impact when it comes to matchmaking from UFC Singapore, AK. Bantamweights. And more to come. A little teaser for what's for Ooh. what's going on, on the show. More to come. There is so much talent at 135. It's getting insane. I love it. Let's go to one of the loaded divisions for the ladies. 125. Erin Blanchfield making a case for a title shot. This is a very busy time for the women's 125-pound division, AK. Erin yeah. Blanchfield gets a hard-fought, gritty win over Tyler Santos who in Santos's previous fight took Valentina Shevchenko to the limit and lost a very close decision. And next week, we have Rose Namajunas fighting Manon Fioro, big fight at UFC Paris in the co-main event. And then two weeks after that, we get the rematch for the flyweight title between Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shevchenko at Noche UFC. So I'll start this one. There's a lot of ifs and buts and... All sorts of roadblocks is the one I was talking about that's kind of weird, and we have to take a little bit of a journey, but Aaron Blanchfield should fight the Grasso Shevchenko two Shevchenko two winner. However, if Rose Namiunis beats Men and Fioro in any way, shape, or form, they're going to give her the title fight. And it doesn't matter who wins the title fight. Even if Shevchenko wins and Alexa Grasso is like, oh, I deserve a rematch. They're going to be like, yeah, you do deserve a rematch. You're just not going to get one now because we're going to do Shevchenko versus Rose Namajunas. So if Rose wins, if, if Manon wins, Aaron Blanchfield gets the shot. If Rose wins, Rose gets the shot. And if Rose wins, we do Aaron Blanchfield versus Macy Barber. That's the fight I would do. 
Oh. I would make that fight. It would be a five-round main event uh, for an Apex card or some low-level place. They've both been talking about each other. Macy's coming off of a great win over, over Amanda Hebas. Macy's talked about Aaron a bunch, vice versa. Let's just do it. Let's see who's ready for that next step. And I'm okay with the slight step back because the more time you give Aaron Blanchfield, the more experience you give her, the more equipped she is going to be when she does fight for the title. And I've been saying this for a little while now. As soon as Aaron fights for the title, she's going to win and she's going to hold that belt for a really, really long time. So if we have to wait another fight for her to go in there and fight a Macy Barber and get tested in a different kind of a way, I'm fine with that. But I would still pick Aaron Blanchfield right now to beat Alexa Grasso or Valentina Shevchenko, even though this wasn't the most impressive performance of her career. This is maybe the worst pick I've ever made. Um, this is a terrible <laughs> pick. I, 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 as I was listening to you and just thinking about my what I went through making this pick, I'm like, this is bad. This is a bad, <laughs> boring pick. Uh, it, the the flyweight title is kind of in the same situation that a little bit, not the same, a little bit worse thing with strawweight, where it feels like they have an abundance of challengers. And like talking about strawweight, in a perfect world, Zhang would fight Yan Xiaonan and would fight um, uh, Tatiana Suarez. And I'm sure another name I'm forgetting right now. Um, my brain can't isn't functioning. We've Mike. I don't know how you're still up. By the way, you've been as of we still as of this recording, you've been up for approximately 20 hours, I think, straight or something like that. No. Um, and fly, and flyweight again. Yes, it, it would be great to see whoever wins on uh, between Grasso and the Shevchenko rematch. It would be great to see, it would be great to see Manuel Figueroa get a title shot. It would be great to see Rose get a title shot. It would be great to see uh, Aaron Blanchfield get a title shot. But as we know, very likely it'll be, of course, only two out of the three, maybe one out of the three. You know, sometimes we see these crowded contender situations, and the timing just never quite works out for all these names that we want to see get a title shot. Get it. So I hope that's not the case with strawweight and flyweight, but. Wouldn't surprise me again if Menon never got a title shot. You know, if um, I guess somehow Yan Xiaonan got squeezed out, which would seem ridiculous at this point. Anyway, so I went safe. I said Blanchfield needs to fight again. I don't know how this other stuff's going to shake out. And this is a pretty winnable fight for her. And also someone who's in the top 10 in the ranking still. I think Blanchfield is going to have to test out whether she can avoid a Shukagianing, Mike. Oh, no. I'm not happy about it. No one's happy about this right now. So she goes out and beats Tyler Santos, uh-huh. and you reward her with with the Chukagian fight? A Chukagianing, yeah. A potential oh Chukagianing. Gosh. She's not going to get Chukagian, though. I think she's better than that, but that would be the worst loss ever, right? It, uh, not not for Blanchfield, because like, I don't think Chukagian's a bad fighter. Like, for the UFC's plans to build up Blanchfield, having her like, at, like Chukagian, 30-27 Chukagian, it would be like, it would just be painful to watch. <laughs> Like that's not doo doo, but like what's it feels what's like the non doo doo ish opposite of I mean, friends forever? <laughs> it's just bad. I don't know if there's a word for it. It's just bad. And I know it's bad. I know it's bad. But uh, and the Macy Barber pick is good. I just got a weird feeling. It might it might be what's in line. I don't know where Caitlin Chukagian is, but if you're her, don't they probably... train together? That's a possibility. Maybe aren't that's they both why... like? Aren't they both um, like Henzo Gracie? cats perhaps that can save us from this possibility 
And then it would be slight doo doo, which is probably better than I feel about this Chikagian pick. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just. I don't know how to look this up. I'm trying to look at social media. I think they might not train together anymore. I think they do. They did. Don't do this to me, my best friend. I, I really know. want this fight. <laughs> I have. We have to prove it now, but I'm pretty I see sure that they they're do both part together. of Henzo Gracie something somethings. But like, I don't know. Isn't there like ten Henzo Gracie gyms out there? No, listeners. But I think I think they train like literally at the same gym. Listeners, you will know better than I if I'm if I if I am out of line here. I mean, by I already am out of line just by even whether they train together or not because it's a terrible fight. If I'm out of line because they are training, uh, you know, very active training partners, then I will, uh, I will accept that. I will cool. accept the doo doo. Okay, fair enough. I'm pretty sure the yeah, I think like uh, what's his face? Mark Henry like coaches both of them. I could be. I mean, I could be crazy. It's, that's very very possible. I said what I said. Okay. I okay. said what I said. Congratulations, biggest win of your career. Now you have to fight your kid again. Enjoy the Chukai Enjoy <laughs> who you may who you may be best friends with. As far as uh, I, I, again, I don't know. I guess I haven't kept track. Let's go to the fighting family, the Tafas, who just Paka Porter just having a tough time with the Tafa family. <laughs> and I, it was one of those things where in my staff picks, I went eleven for th- I went eleven and two in the thirteen picks. I did pick Paka Porter because I felt like. The game plan is there. Just run and tackle him. That's it. Don't throw a punch. Don't even pretend to throw a punch. Just, you ready? You ready? Run, tackle, submit. That's your game plan. Five seconds after that fight started, I knew what was about to happen. Because Parker Porter looked like he wanted that kickboxing match with Junior Tafa. And I knew immediately what was about to happen. And that is what happened. Junior Tafa face plants Pacaporta right to the mat. And Tafa calls for the bonus, which is usually the big curse. Ends up getting it. I wouldn't have given it to him over a couple of the other names on this card. I thought Waldo Cortez's Acosta's knockout was a bit more impressive. I thought Darren Armfield's performance was better than both the heavyweight performances. I thought he, I thought, honestly, I thought Garen Armfield had the best performance of the entire card, if we're being honest. I thought he had the best performance of all and he didn't get a bonus. So, where are you going with Junior Tafa? I'm not trying to take anything away from his win, but that fight, like, I think you knew anybody who woke up early and watched that fight knew five seconds in what was about to happen. Tafa knocks out Pacaporta. Where's Tafa go now? Off the top of your head, Mike, can you think of, oh, I just found one. There you go. I was just, I was searching for this while you were, while you were speaking. I think of a pair of like a who how many fighters are there that have been knocked out by a pair of brothers specifically knocked out I mean so there many have fought both brothers I think but I just found one example what example is that anyone else uh Shogun and Ninja uh Mauricio and Murillo who uh both beat up Akira Shoji once upon a time both won by first round knockout this was back in the heyday it also looks like it happened very recently so this was it was almost like what just happened with uh, Parker Porter where uh, he didn't fight Justin too long ago and then had to fight Junior so Mauricio and Murillo have at least one example again I'm, I'm not looking to their entire record so other than that it's not a common thing right to get your ass kicked by both brothers in the UFC yeah it's probably not something that happens all that often 
Uh, maybe like on the regional scene, like I'm sure the Cozy brothers like shared an opponent at some point. You think so? Probably. You think, you think they both beat up Jay Ellis or something? That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good <laughs> name right there. I, I, we should just look at Jay Ellis' record and see how many brothers we can find on there because he might have like he might be responsible for a lot of these. All right, people, let me know. DM me, please. Uh, if you still can, I don't know what's going on with X. People who don't, who I don't follow, they can't it's DM terrible. me or something. I don't know. It's terrible. Just hit me up. Just tag me on Twitter. Tag at me. Just at me. If if you know uh, if you know any notable answers that I'm just completely forgetting. Josh Parisian is he still in the UFC? Mike, he is right. I think, as far as we know, I'm in there. Didn't you just fight? Yeah, probably. But I, I wondered if he was really like I don't why no I don't know why in my mind I feel like I thought there was he got not released or there was people saying he got released after. Mar- oh, Martin Budai like just just yeah. annihilated him. Or was the last fight in his contract or something? For some reason, I thought I was. I don't doing know. He's only happy. at six. He's only at okay. six. I thought I was doing like a happy trails thing in my head with Prezi. If he's still around, whatever. Throw him in there with Junior right. Tapa. I really don't have a lot of thoughts on the Junior Tapa matchmaking, Mike. I mean, there's only one way to go. Let's just yeah. make this like if you're gonna do something, let's just really do it. Let's make this brothers thing a gimmick. I think Justin Taffa is going to knock out Austin Lane yep. at UFC 293. And after Justin knocks out Austin Lane, let's just chuck him right into Junior and let's see if he can avoid the same fate that Paco Porter did. That, that it's an Paco amazing Porter's idea. Yeah. It's an amazing idea. You told us about it. I didn't want to. That's the only reason I went in another direction. But yes, did did. They should be a tag team. This is where tag team animation should happen. They should be like the Usos, right? The Tapas and the Usos. They should be the Tapas. I like it. They could have fought Parker Porter and like Chris Barnett. Imagine Parker Porter and Chris Barnett teaming up against these guys. That now we're talking entertainment. No one's beating that team. No, this is true. This is true. No one's beating that team because Parker has the best cardio in the history of the heavyweight division, and Chris Barnett gets better as the fight goes on too. He's an anomaly. Two unicorns. In this heavyweight division. But yeah, let's just play the gimmick. And if Austin loses Justin Toffin, I think he will. Let's see if he can beat Junior. Tag Team MMA. Let's go to the wild card round, AK. We'll select one fighter we have not match made for yet. We'll match make for them right now. You said you're sticking at 135 pounds. Yeah. I assume you're going with... Are you going with Mr. Armfield? Of course. All right. Yeah. Garrett Armfield had a bit of buzz going to the UFC, but, you know, he he signed on short notice as, to, as a replacement for, I can't remember who, to fight uh, David Onama. And Onama is his own thing, man. That guy's, I, I, I you know, featherweight shouldn't be fighting him, much less natural 135ers. Um, so he's really good. And, uh, I you know, I don't think we saw what Garrett was capable of in that fight. Uh, and we did on Saturday. That's for sure. Looked fantastic against Toshiomi Kazama. Uh, I think he's another player at 135. We just can't say enough how deep the division keeps going and going and going and going. Even for guys who aren't going to be contenders, the kind of matchups you can make that are almost going to guarantee like a memorable fight, a banger, a finish. It's just you can mix and match. Throw these names to a bag, pull them out. You're getting some incredible action at Bantamweight. So I'm going with him. Nothing fancy. This is his first UFC win. I just wanted to, sh- to shout him out and shout out his performance and throw a little uh, Marcus McGee at him. Marcus McGee, kind of one of the surprises of the bantamweight division. Um, a guy who's sticking them. It took him a while to get to the UFC. Two and zero now. I think bold. I know the first fight he was the underdog for sure because he was on short notice. The second fight, I'm not sure he was. He would be the underdog again. I think against Garrett Armfield. So let's give uh, you know Garrett more work soon and let's see if McGee can continue to play the spoiler. I decided we're just going to do a fun matchup at 185. We're going to do a matchup which might have the most letters involved in a middleweight fight. Uh, what a performance from Miguel Oleksiychuk. Uh, I was very impressed. 
He beats up Chidi and Jokowani. He got beat up pretty bad early in that fight, came back, weathered the storm, and got a great finish. There are not a lot of like intriguing matchups for Edmund Shabazian that I want to see because of the threat of the takedowns and just getting grinded out on the mat. But I kind of like this Oleg edmund Shabazian fight, AK. I feel like we can't send... We've already given him the Dolce Lung Gambula treatment, so we can't do that again. We can't throw him in there with like some of these wrestle-heavy middleweights. So let's give him like a really tough, nasty middleweight who's probably not going to take him down. Let's do that fight. Let's do Oleg Zaychuk versus Edmund Shabazian. I like everything about it. Some people might roll their eyes at it, but I feel like stylistically, if we're going to get Shabazian back on track, these like he's got to win a fight like this. And Oleg Zaychuk is a tough out, and a win over Shabazian boosts his stock a little bit, much more than beating Chidi and Jokowani, who's not lost three in a row. I like this fight. I think this fight makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we've been pretty down on Edmund after some of his fights, but because we've, we've been saying, like, just... He's not a great defensive grappler, or he doesn't have great submission defense. He has to fight somebody, Mike, and you're right. Why not Why not Mike Oluksajic? He, he has the reputation of being a very good striker. He's had some great knockouts in the UFC before he went in the slump. So that's the way to go. I, I love that. I love Edmund versus Michael. We've, I, I'm still so afraid that the UFC is still going to find some terrible matchup for Edmund. I'm not sure why. I feel like they're invested in they're him. They're going to give him Bo Nickel or something. Right? I feel like they're invested in, in him and yet have no idea how to build him. And they've been doing a, a good job with some of these prospects uh, recently, but not Edmund. Edmund, they just cannot seem to figure out. And I'm not entirely sure why. Anything else we want to say from the peeps before we go to the peeps? Not, I don't know if there's not a, the anyone want to Manning got no points or anything. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to call those on the fly. I did not have a great chance to look at the, uh, I know we have a few first timers, so I'm looking forward to uh, shouting them out. But uh, otherwise, Mike, uh, I'll just say, it's uh guys if you want those points that mike just mentioned you'll really likely only get them if you're the only person to pick a fight very rare these days uh you may have made a mistake you may have made a mistake that has us calling your pick uh doo-doo wrong weight class fought already injured uh guys uh, or gal recently released and and uh fighter could already be booked teammates which i may have just done inadvertently with Jukigi and blanchfield not sure and of course your might your pick just might be doo-doo for its own reasons and uh, we don't want to read it I just got this literally a minute ago, and I'm just going to run through this real quick because there's some bad in here. And I love you, Chris London. haven't heard from you in a couple months. You, you already broke the first cardinal rule of the program. You booked Holloway versus Ilya Teporia, which makes absolutely no sense. Like, zero sense. Or 155. I'm okay with 55. Anthony Smith versus Jailton Almeida is on this list, who is booked at a heavyweight fight against Curtis Blades, a win away from fighting for the heavyweight title. Why would you do this to poor Anthony Smith? What did he ever do to you? I don't Does know. Does he mean someone? Is there not someone? It's he Jay must have been Almeida. Else. Who else is there? <laughs> he Does, must have been someone else. Jack who? Almeida? Who's Jack Almeida? I don't know. Joe Almeida? I'm trying I, to... No. No, no, no. Boy, no. that's a weird one. This he is, hasn't even fought at light heavyweight in how long now? He, at he's least about, over a, He's well a win away from fighting for the heavyweight title. Well, let's... Cancel the Curtis Blades fight and have him fight Andy Smith. Ryan Spam versus Rakic. Oh, no. Uh, he, oh, he beat up Parker yeah. Porter. was his last. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, Parker Porter's a heavyweight. Oh, sorry, sorry. That was, sorry, that's his first heavyweight fight. My bad. Danilo yeah, Marquez yeah, yeah. last. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. February 2020. Span versus Rakic. Blanchfield versus Shevchenko Grasso winner. Santos versus Rose Fioro loser. Okay. Yeah, that's probably what happens, yeah. 
Nakamura versus Cody Garbrandt. Are we willing to make that big of a leap? Why? Chris, what are you doing, man? <laughs> you know, this is what early morning MMA does to people. I have a feeling we might see some wacky stuff. Again, I have not uh I have not uh, gone over my the DMs oh, I received. Boy. Chris. Maybe take an, a, another month off before we Only see again. <laughs> oh, Chris. I'm just kidding. You. I love you. Only uphill from here. Only uphill from here. Oh, God, I hope so. Ooh, Jake Marshall. Heck of a Saturday morning. I think Alex Caceres versus Billy Q would be fireworks. Maybe yep. put it on the MSG card. I would like to see that. I don't know how long one recovers from like a broken forearm because that's what he suffered in this fight. So, yeah, I mean, if he could turn around and fight at MSG, that'd be pretty sick. I w- I'd be down for that one. Drew Hilty, Korean Zombie will be missed going on his sword. What a, le- what a legend. I'd like to see Max go up to 155. And there's a big name starting to realize he needs a new dance partner. So why don't we do Max versus Chandler? Makes all the sense in the world. Could be a potential fight of the year. I am okay with this. If Chandler is like, okay, McGregor's never happening, but I need someone fun to fight. You could do far worse than Max Holloway, so I'm okay with that one. Why does it, why does that sound familiar? Did someone bring that up on like heck of a morning or something? It was on the post fight show. We talked about this. How long? Just today? Today? Man, we were talking about potential fun <laughs> 55 matchups for Max. Man, I go, go Mike, move on. I'm re- I'm reeling right now. I'm reeling. I gotta recover. <laughs> I'm reeling. Uh, holy shit, dude! Wow. I'll save this one. <laughs> I'll Whoa. save. I'll save this one. I will reaction. save this one because I, I. It's not a horrible pick, but it it made me like cry inside a little bit. Uh, he likes Giga versus the Ige Mitchell winner. I like it. Nakamura versus the Miles Johns Argetta winner. I like that. Blanchfield gets title shot. Tafa versus Waldo Acosta. I think they were scheduled to fight before, so it makes sense. Anthony Smith, AK. Versus Khalil Roundtree. Do you have any interest in this? I have none. I, this is like, it's a punishment fight. And I don't think Anthony Smith deserves to be punished. I don't. But. But. It does give Roundtree a chance to claim a top 10 spot. And a main event. So and I, a main I, event. I, I, it's I can, a reward for Khalil. It's a reward for Khalil. Oh, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Imagine if Anthony Smith pulled out another splitty. That would be so fun. This is what I want from Anthony Smith. I want us to see him in matchups where we're like, oh, Anthony Smith's going to get run over. And just pulling out split decision after just getting just, just enough points at the scorecard, Mike, to keep his career going. And Anthony uh, Smith's controversial splitty stops this like, run of violence that Khalil Roundtree has been putting on everybody. comical. Four Corner Sports. Anthony Smith versus Dominic Reyes. Okay. I like it. Ryan Spann versus Khalil Roundtree. Okay. If now you want the Roundtree punishment after that performance? Sure. Uh, but I still don't like it. I think Roundtree deserves a little bit better than that. Chikadze versus Emmett. I don't mind that one. I don't mind Josh, that fight at all. Josh Emmett, he's, he didn't say he's retiring, right? It's just No. No. No, he He's just lost there. to Ilya. I like that yeah. fight. All right. I kind of like that one better than the Ige pick, honestly. But Don't say that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Renia Nakamura versus Garrett Armfield. Damn. 
Want to match these two dudes up? I I mean I did think about that. I did think maybe this is just a logical way to go. It doesn't kill either guy. No, I like no, I, I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's kind of lazy. Any Billy Goff love yet? Any Billy Goff? No love? Billy Goff love. He's a belt collector. I, I didn't know a lot of, but you maybe probably knew more about Billy Goff than I did. I did my research this week and like this dude just goes everywhere. He just he just wins titles. He just piles yeah. up titles. He's like a three division CES champ or something like that. <laughs> yeah, cage yeah. Aaron yeah. Blanchfield versus TBD. She fought to the final bell, but Tyler Santos defended every single takedown. And Blanchfield didn't have the performance that screams the UFC should move her in her title fight before Rose Namajunas' debut fight at 125. Next week there will be an answer. A lot of people are saying like. Well, why should Blanchfield get a title shot? Because she went 0 for 14 on takedowns. She went 0 for 14 on takedowns and still won. That's why you should give her a title shot. She didn't land a single takedown, her bread and butter, and still won. And there was no robbery, Zippo controversy. She had the worst takedown performance of her life and still won against Tyler Santos. Found a way. You people. I, I do understand people not being as super high as they were, you know, after this fight. I do I do think that some people are like, oh, well, she should have ran, th-, you know, not that anyone runs through Tyler Santos, but I'm sure there was that thought. Like, oh, she's all, she's supposed to be all that. And she's, you know, undefeated in the UFC and, you know, she should have ran through her. And I, I'm not saying I agree with that, Mike. I'm not saying I agree with that, but I, I'm a man of the people. And I do think that's where it's, where it's coming from. I think they, they just, you know, we're a little just... How many times? Not an entertaining, an, an entertaining fight. It didn't have to be. It didn't have to be. She proved a lot in there. But, you know, I get it. It was light on it. Light on I, I, asked, I asked those people this question. How many times did Hamza Tremayev take down Gilbert Burns? How many times did that happen? And did he still win? Did he still win despite not having his best, his best maneuvers? Did he still win? And it's a really See, good guy. A lot of people didn't like... A lot of people turned on Hamza after that fight, too. Which is insane. <laughs> Which is insane. The fight of the year, in my opinion, of, of, of 2022. <laughs> Uh, Junior Toff versus Dante Mays. Alex Chuck versus Robocop. Damn. That's mm. fun. Fun fight. Toby, Cortez Acosta versus Walt Harris. Not sure what's going on with Walt right now. Walt was supposed to fight Josh Parisian, which was like a perfect comeback fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, positive drug test. He went, his name was on the commission docket along with Myra Bueno Silva. And neither were giving, they, they got like just extensions of their suspensions, but no actual time frame. Looks like there's going to be resolutions for both of those. So stay tuned for that. Another Smith Khalil. Good Lord, people. Giga versus Yair. That's what Giga wants. Not a fan of that one. I think that's way too much too soon. And I think Yair runs him. So I'm not a fan of that fight. Not saying it could ever happen, but to jump from Caceres to Yair after, I mean, he got thumped by Calvin Cater. And I think if those guys fought a hundred times, I think that fight goes exactly the same way a hundred times. Yeah. Rock, you got to walk before you run, man. You got to walk before you run. I thought for sure he was going to go to the post fight and call for a title shot. I'm so glad he didn't do that. But this is like the second worst thing he probably could have done. Um, so yeah, I don't like it. Wu Choi versus Melsic. Song versus the Losa. Reese McKee winner. Oleg Zaychuk versus Chris Curtis, not bad. Tafa versus Michael Parkin. Rinya versus Ricky Tercios, AK. You okay, got friends forever with Toby. Go. There you go. There we go, Toby. Robbie Ryan. Oh, boy. Let's see. Robbie Mike, Ryan let nice. us down. Be nice. He let us down last week, I believe, you know, or two weeks did ago. He, did he comment on it? Is he, did he? 
Say anything he apologized for the endless amounts of doo doo that I'm still shoveling <laughs> off my shoes to this point. Uh, just kidding. Uh, Junior Taffa versus Carl Williams, an, infa- an infamous name in Australia. I don't know what that means, but he I will beat, take your word for it. Who did Carl Williams? Did he beat someone? I don't know if like Carl Williams is there's just an, Sorry, a, another name of a pivotal sports figure. Oh, it could be that kind of gag. Maybe. You gotta explain those. He, Robert, yeah, you gotta we, explain we get a, some of those we, jokes. You gotta explain. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we've been when, you know we've been covering early morning MMA. Not, it might not be as sharp as we, as we could. Uh, Blanchfield, hundred and ten, hundred. This is these are the these are the ones that I, I find the most humorous. Blanchfield, one hundred and ten percent, the Bullet Grasso winner. So we're beyond the hundred percent AK. We're going to one ten, and then there's parentheses. Or fill in as a backup. <laughs> we went one hundred and ten percent. She gets the winner, and unless she fills in as a backup, then that's one hundred and ten percent. That's like ninety one percent. I love you, buddy. Nakamura versus Marcus McGee. I like that fight. Chikaze versus Arnold Allen. Rodriguez, Ortega, Allen, Emmett, Cater, all coming off of losses. Allen is the pick of them. I don't mind that one. That's a bad fight for Giga Chikaze, though. I think it's a really tough stylistic matchup for him. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about Giga. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think, still think Giga himself is a tough test for a lot of these guys, but I understand the thinking that he needs to be a little more. He, he, him and his, he and his team need to be thoughtful about where what they do next. I agree. I will say this: if they make that fight, the second. And look, I, I know I'm, I'm not a big gambler, but for the sake of like watch parties, I'm going to sprinkle some shekels here and there. I'll tell you right now, if they book this fight, the second the lines drop, I'm betting on Arnold Allen without hesitation. Sure. Because pro- I'll probably get it as good as I can. It'll probably be like minus 165 for recency bias purposes. But by the time they fight, Arnold Allen's going to be like a minus 330 favorite. And I would get him at such a value. So give me Arnold in that fight. But who knows? Maybe I could be dead wrong. Uh, Anthony Smith versus Alexander Rakic return fight. Sure. Holloway versus uh, well they wait, hold, did they not fight already? That's why I said return fight. Return fight. Wait, but that's that could be a number of things. He didn't put two. It could be a return fight, as in like return match. A la I thought for that wrestling. means as in for Rockage, like a return for Rockage from injury. But it's also in the pro wrestling world, return match is a rematch. I've never heard that. You never return that. You never heard return match. I don't think so. Oh man. It's a true story. I'm not right, calling Ryan. that dude. Right, I ain't doing it. Ryan, I trust you. Uh, Holloway versus Aljamain Sterling. Give Max a $200,000 bonus. He's just trying to butter you up. No, because He's just butter he you ends up. with this. Mike, do you ever meet people in person and they are disappointed that you're not the dad from the middle? What in the... What? Do you ever see the TV show The Middle? No, I kept getting confused with Malcolm in the Middle, which is, had nothing to do with that show. So this, this show, I like, I've watched like two episodes of it. It's not bad, but I hate it on principle because for years it was just, you know, what the heck, obviously. And then this show comes out and the main character's character name is Mike Heck. Oh, so like they're the Heck family and the dad's name is Mike. So they call him Mike Heck. So like me and my dad, like both have to deal with that because of this stupid show, which actually isn't terrible. Is uh, Robbie Ryan from Australia? 
I believe so. Okay, because I had to do. A, I did. Uh, uh, Mike, I did some research while you were finishing that read. Who is Carl Williams? Um, Carl Williams with a C, not like the UFC fighter Carl Williams. Uh, Carl Anthony Williams was a, a he uh, a, was he died in 2010, an Australian convicted murderer and drug trafficker from Melbourne, Victoria. Uh, in Australia, who was a central figure with the Melbourne gangland killings as well as their final victim. Hey, Robert Ryan, thanks for bringing that up and really, uh, really shine, really, you know, giving us a, a light topic to talk about on the show. Sheesh, it's like the episode of Seinfeld where Elaine was dating a guy who had the same name as a, as a serial uh, Rifkin. murderer. Rifkin, yeah, Joel uh, Rifkin. Joel, Joel Rifkin. Rifkin. <laughs> Joel Rifkin, could you please come to the box office? <laughs> no one it's is not the same it. guy. <laughs> Robbie, this is two weeks in a row. What are you doing? It's two weeks in a row, buddy, you're, where you're, you're getting a lot of airtime for the wrong reasons. Man, Robbie. <laughs> way, to, way to bring us down. All right. AK, please save us all. Oh, and the goodness people. me. Okay. I, I don't know if I can. Like I said, I've... Well, uh, first timer, Matt Hearn on Twitter. Welcome to the party, pal. Just said, if Islam wins, I want Max Holloway versus Charles Oliveira 2. I like that idea. I like it. I like the first that idea. Was the shoulder, that was a shoulder injury, right? He, his shoulder popped out, right? Uh, uh, the, the Bronx. Yes. That is, I mean, look, if, if Max is going to 55, that is, that's the fight. Gaethje's fighting for the undisputed title. Man. Charles Oliveira, who is about to fight for the undisputed title again, if he loses to Islam Makachev, which I confidently feel he's going to, if you want to do that, that rematch, Oliveira Holloway 2. I'm so down for that one. Matt, that's such a good idea. I really wish I'd stolen that and not given you credit. That was a really good idea. Uh, Hayes Third Holloway. I guess I have to pause hashtag G for the time being. Okay, since Justin's probably next to the belt, I'll go with another 155er, though. Pick Michael Chandler. Main card, UFC 300. Uh, let's see who else we got. Giga, nice win. I think rushing him back could be a bad call. I'll go with Sadiq Yusuf if he beats Barboza, which I think he will. I like that. That's good. Good fight. Um, Nakamura versus John Zargueta winner. Another call there. Uh, Tafa, Carl Williams. Another Tafa, Carl Williams. K-A-R-L, not uh, the convicted Australian murderer. Thank you, Hayes III. Uh, okay, Aldrich, Julia Stolyarenko. Let's keep moving along here. Four Corner Sports. New York also likes Holloway Chandler, also likes Anthony Smith, Dominic Reyes, also likes Ryan Spann, Khalil Rountree. So we've got some familiar ones here. Um, let's, move, let's move on to it here. Francesco, our big Italian fan. There you go. Holloway Del Bronx, too. Lightweight if he loses the title fight. Uh, Caceres versus Joshua Kulabal. That's kind of nice. Oleg Sechuk versus uh, Roman Kabalov, Josh Fremd, winner. Sure. Uh, JJ Aldridge versus Molly McCann. That didn't happen? Am I making this up? That did not happen. Aaron Blanchfield. What do you think about, you think about that? But isn't Molly Molly's moving down? Is she not? I uh, she should. I this sounds familiar. It sounds very. Familiar. She said she was after yes. she got thumped by Sully Ranko. I could see that. Okay, uh, but she hasn't moved down yet. So Francesco, I am not going to. I'm not going to give you doo doo. She has not moved down yet. Technically, as of this date, she is still a 125er. But I do. Uh, that does make sense that she would want to go down. Uh, Liam Perry, afternoon, AK. First of all, thank you, Zombie. Like most, he is one of my favorite fighters, a kill or be killed type of fighter. Loved watching his, uh, and loved watching his cheating Wayne video he did. Oh, that was like a thing he did on YouTube, right? Yes, it was Remember wonderful. That? Yeah, that was fun. He's got, he's got a good sense of humor. I miss Zombie already. <laughs> I miss him. It's been only been a few hours and I miss Zombie. Uh, Blanchfield, Grouso, Shevchenko winner. 
Uh, what else we got here? Oleksichuk versus Muradov. Nakamura versus Tercios. Man, I think that's going to happen. Justin with a Y. Uh, only one pick. Korean Zombie is a town scout slash brand ambassador for the UFC in Asia. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. He should be in America, too. Does he strike you, though, as someone who's wants who's interested in that? Yeah. 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 He's pretty thoughtful. He's a thoughtful guy. He does He's a very like thoughtful, thoughtful guy. And someone who actually, we, we, we say this all the time, like, man, a lot of fighters, and, and, and I'm not judging them at all, don't actually watch MMA. Like, they're so focused, obviously, on their own careers and maybe their division, but they're not religiously watching every fight night card they're not religiously watching every probably even every pay-per-view they're probably just focused on their own business um but tkc seems pretty self-aware not self-aware but aware of um the landscape so i guess that could be that'd be interesting justin with a y well done yeah uh bear o'reilly uh happy early saturday not a great result for celtic last week not a great result for celtic this week barry trying to friggin last place saint johnstone are you kidding me uh, Sung Woo Choi, sorry, Mike, versus Dennis Bazooka, mm, Billy Goff, Trey Waters. I have them right next to each other in my rankings. Two guys with the press debuts that don't like to go to decisions. Fan friendly fight. I agree. Mike Garrett Armfield versus Ronnie Lawrence. Two. I believe. When did they fight? Did they fight in Ami? I'm gonna have to look this up right now. LFA 67, both men, not even five fights into their careers. Uh, and uh, Ronnie Lawrence beat Ricard Armfield via unanimous decision. I believe, and I just want to look this up for context. I believe that Ronnie Lawrence recently said that he is taking some time away oh, from the okay. sport. I believe I saw that. I will look for fur- further context, but I'm Ronnie, pretty sure he announced that. Ronnie, if that's the case, Godspeed. Godspeed, my friend. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you back, uh, back in action. So. Yes. Aaron Blanchfield, now Junas Fioro winner. Valentino will beat Grasso, will get the jersey. So unless these girls will win away a year, they'll have to sit busy with a number one contender fight. Rinya Nakamura, Brady Heaston. I don't know if I saw Brady got a fight. I don't think he did. You know what? Pick one of these Ultimate Fighter guys. It's Heaston or it's... Uh, or it's Tercios, fine pick for me. Giga Chikaze versus Mosar. I think the only problem is I think Mosar has passed him now. I don't think Mosar needs to take that fight. No, he does that not. That makes sense. Yeah. He does not. Although, let me see. It's tough, man. Like, who's he going to fight? Cater's still, I mean, still out. Ortega's probably not taking that fight. Um, Ilya's fighting for the belt. Yair, maybe. Like, if Loyev has a better shot at getting Yair than than Giga does, there's Arnold Allen. Loyev, Arnold Allen's fun. Yeah, he's he's very. I think he's very far ahead of Giga. Like two wins ahead. Uh, I'm seeing Poirier versus. Oh, sorry, I should say this wrong. Um, I'm sorry, uh, German, German, uh, Holloway versus Poirier three. I, I don't know if I care for it only because Poirier is up to nothing in the series, but their second fight was so effing good. It's almost like, yeah, throw it out. <laughs> throw Holloway versus Poirier three out there anytime. I, I can't imagine why no one would want to watch that. So I don't think it happens, but who's going to complain? Who's gonna... Yeah. Uh, and Anthony Smith versus Blockovich, I doubt that. And John Ray on Twitter, uh, Tafa versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. Nah, I see you going away from each other. 
Nakamura versus Timor Valiev. Yes, hopefully Timor got signed. Mike, I don't know. If, do you know if he's one of the guys who got signed off Ultimate Fighter? Did you hear anything about that? I have not heard anything about that. The only, I mean, the only guy outside of Holobo and uh, Katona. And Katona is Cody. Is Cody? Yeah, and yeah. I don't even know if that how true that is. Dana said yeah. like we're gonna take care of him, but okay. So we know he got the fifty Gs. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully he got signed as well. And then uh, Holloway, Sterling, Smith, Krilov, Giga, Mitchell, EG winner. All right, let me wrap up here with some Instagrams, Mike, including first timer Jason Colburn. Welcome to the party, pal. Tapa versus oh no, I see. I don't like Jason. We're off on a bad start. Junior Tapa versus the winner of uh, Mo Usman, uh, Jake Collier. Theoretically makes sense, except that Tapa just fought Mo Usman. So, Jason, for future reference, I would go, you know, Collier win or lose versus Mo Usman, I think would have been a good pick. But if he ends up, they're not going to match Mo Usman again. It just makes no sense. But if two guys fought and no one remembers it, except for the two <laughs> fighters, does it I count? remembered. <laughs> I remembered. All right. Blanchfield, Blanchfield versus, oh, Grasso Shevchenko loser, Mike. So let's say she does get leapfrogged for the uh, by Rose. Should she take on the one of the loser of that fight? Mm, no. No. That's, hey, that's, well, I don't mind the thinking, though. I, I, I could see it happening. I agree. I don't know if I would book it, but I could that kind of make there's a logic to it. Shevchenko, yes. Grasso, no. There's a lot more Shevchenko, because yes, Gra- like she's getting Shevchenko off two losses. Shevchenko yeah. is the biggest name in the history of the division. Oh, okay. she's the greatest champion in the history of the division. Yep. And beating her, despite Grasso beating her twice, would still have a lot of cachet. Yeah. More than anybody else on the roster. You could even make probably a, 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 a you could probably make a case that Blanchfield beating Shevchenko not for the title would hold amongst the casual viewership hold more weight than her winning the title against Alexa mm-hmm. Grasso. So if it's Shevchenko, yes, Grasso, no. It feels like Blanchfield does need to get that one on her resume at some point, whether it's for the title or another fight. So there's a logic there. So Jason, I actually kind of like that, that thinking. Uh, Tal Santos versus loser of Yunus versus Fioho. Nakamura versus Rosa. What Rosa is there at 135, Mike? You're talking Rosas? Raul Rosas Jr.? Who's I booked? Guess. I hope it doesn't mean Charles Rosa, who's a featherweight. featherweight. And a very big featherweight. Raul Rosas Jr. He must mean Raul Rosas Jr. Even then, I would don't Rose like that. Booked, so, and I think Nakamura would st- annihilate Rosas. And the UFC is never going to make that fight. It's like two of the two of the prospects <laughs> they're really going to focus a lot of their time on at one thirty-five. Uh, Chikadze Mitchell, Ek, Jason, well done. Smith versus Roundtree. It's out there. Holloway versus the winner of Chandler versus McGregor. Yes, I know it would be McGregor too. And yes, I want Holloway to move up to lightweight. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Jason. And uh, just a man. Uh, a few more here. I'm not going to read them all out. Sorry, guys. Beans Extreme Memes. Max versus Aljo. Mike is right. It's perfect. Did you hear that, Mike AK? What did he call it? Perfect. It's perfect. Uh, another Nakamura versus Tercios. Tough versus Road Ro- to UFC versus Tough. That's right. Uh, CV. Do you guys new here? Hoping to bounce back from some mild case of doo-doo picks last time. Holloway Poirier 2. Holloway Poirier 3. three. CV. Boo! We're already off to do, a do, start. do, do. Chikadze versus Yusuf. We just said that Yusuf is booked to fight Edson Barbosa. 
So you're not. You got to give me a winner thing here. Uh, Anthony Smith versus Justin. Uh, Justin Kobe. Fine. They're Jack teammates. Marcus. No, are they really? Yes. Mark Montoya <laughs> was in his frigging corner. CV, what's go? I I I have to take a little doo doo for not. I recognize that immediately. But CV, what's happening here? <laughs> you're saying <laughs> he was bouncing back. He said. Uh, he bounced, you, you bounce back like doo-doo bounces back. Yeah, yeah he bounced up and then right back <laughs> into the doo-doo. Oh, CV. Uh, Nakamura versus TV Grant. Uh, and Matt. Matt, uh, this is Matt Brad. I always forget who this is. Matt Bradbury? Just Matt, Matt Bradbury. Uh, Kenan Song, Trevin Giles. Very good. Right next to each other in my rankings. Oh, look, Sejic, Muradov, Chikadze, Eagle, Mitchell. That Chikadze, Eagle, Mitch, Mitchell, I think, has to happen now. I feel like we've read this 10 times on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's, it's the one. Anthony Smith, Mirzakhanov. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I like that for Anthony Smith. No, uh, I don't like that either. That's worse than Tonyo <laughs> Roundtree. Tyler Santos, Macy Barber, and Max Holloway, Josh Emmett. Uh, guys, thank you for your picks so far. You, uh, please reach out to me. Uh, send in your picks via DMs if you still can. I don't know what's going on with social media, but uh, Alexander K. Lee on Twitter. Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram. Alex.Lee at SBNation.com on email. Mike, how can they reach you? Uh, it's IG, M underscore Heck JR. I ain't messing with Twitter because it sucks. Twitter just stinks now. It's awful. Thanks, Elon. Ruined everything. Uh, we get early day MMA next week, too. Not as early as this one. We get a, a, this one starts seven hours later than Singapore did. They head back to Paris, France. Cyril Gaon versus Sergei Spivak. I still cannot believe that in a single calendar year, we're getting two Sergei Spivak main events inside the UFC Octagon. We got Derek Lewis. Now we're getting Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon looking to bounce back from a very tough night at the office against one John Jones. Massive fight at 125, Manon Fioro versus Rose Namajunas. Namajunas making her flyweight debut in the UFC. William Gomi versus Lucas Almeida. Like that fight a lot. Benoit Saint-Denis versus Tiago Moises. We all got out no points for that one. I believe we got a friends forever out no point for Benoit Saint-Denis versus Tiago Moises, AK. Great times. That bon fight ton. is happening. Uh, Giannis Gimore versus Kaolin Lofren. What? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's These a main both, card. Are fight. they are they contender series people? Who are they? what's what is this? I don't know. Could be, uh, hey, Giannis I, is a Fran- is a French fighter. Uh, Lofren is a <laughs> Irish fighter, probably for Cage Warriors. Yes, probably more yeah, more bantam weights. Uh, bring them on. Bring them on. Bring on the bantamweights. That's what I say. So Cage Warrior Fighter making his debut not in Ireland. I might have to put a bet on Gamora, even though I have no <laughs> idea who he is. Uh, Volkan Ozdemir yeah. versus Bogdan Guskov. Mm-hmm. That's your main card. If there's like, if we have fights where there's two or three names on a main card that I've never heard of, it's not great. Mike, uh, we're not seeing, I'm not seeing a lot of Wikipedia entries here. Yes. Uh, maybe there... Jocelyn Edwards versus Nora Cornole. Angeloza versus Reese McKee. Reese McKee back in the UFC. Good for him. Uh, Taylor Lapalus versus Mawin Gaffer. Hey, Taylor Lapalus. All right. Good. God, God. He's. Am I getting confused? No, this is the same. Okay. I thought he. I know yes. he has a brother. Uh, uh, so he's coming back. Coming back to the UFC. Yes. Overdue, uh, actually. He probably could have come back soon. Morgan Cherrier finally getting a shot against Manolo Zucchini. Fareed Basharad against Clayton Rodriguez and Zara Fayern versus Jacqueline Cabalcante. Okay. 
uh, I I am looking forward to this. Um... No, not that. No, not that fight. Freed Basharat. I was I had to, sorry. I had delayed reaction. Uh, Freed Basharat. That's Bashrat. good fight. That's I'm a good excited. fight. I'm excited. Javid is scheduled to fight Victor Henry, but I heard a rumbling that that fight's no longer happening, and that You're makes me really sad. Uh, but yes, noon Eastern time for UFC Paris kickoff, and then cool. we're off to Sydney for another non-Apexy Apex card uh, for UFC 293. That is a tough hang main card. If you guys saw the graphic earlier <laughs> on uh, the UFC Singapore broadcast, and it's Noche UFC at the T-Mobile Arena, and then we're back at the Apex for uh, for a fun one between... That's the Rafael Fazeev versus... Matush Gamrock card. Yes, and the fight that will determine the next opponent for Giga Chikadze as well. Yes, Bryce Danny Mitchell Gay versus Danny. Bryce Mitchell. We got and then we, we Daniel get, Argetta we get, versus Miles Johns. Oh, I like that. So, yeah. And, and then, then we, we get, get a, break. a break. I was about to ask you, right? That's it, right? <laughs> no, we're not even doing a bonus show. There will be no bonus no. shows. No, no, no. No, 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 no asking no. Mike and AK anything. None <laughs> of that us, shit. <laughs> A-U-N, ask us nothing. <laughs> That's the, show That's the show we're doing that week. <laughs> it's just gonna, we might just put up a feed and it's just literally going to be nothing. And then that's the whole thing. It's going to be a two-second show. Uh, but thank you all very much. We will see you next week following UFC Paris right here on On to the Next One. Always remember the golden rule. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. Good night, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.